You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I'm super excited about my guest today. Her name is Allison Arnold, but most of you know her as Doc Allie. So welcome to um, my new podcast. I was so excited to have you on here. Um, share with us, I was trying to think, okay, you and I are kind of <laughs> ancient in terms of how long we've been involved with these gymnasts through the years. And um, share with us your background from the beginning, like the fact that you were a gymnast at Oregon, right? I was. So I spent my entire life as a gymnast. I was a gymnast in Arizona. And then I got a scholarship and did gymnastics at Oregon. And I was always a very mental gymnast. Like I was a deep thinker or an overthinker. And so naturally it brought me to the field that I have then spent my life doing, which is mental toughness. Because I was always looking at my own mind and what made people tick and why I would all of a sudden get a fear of doing skills and so I really have enjoyed just spending a career just diving into the mind and how we can train our minds to perform our best and live our best lives. My gosh. Well, that's what makes you so, I would say, um, real. And I don't know if you feel like this, but so many times I go way back into my memories, thoughts, and feelings of how I felt as an athlete, as a you know gymnast, working with gymnasts. And that's where I'm pulling up some of my um, hopeful, um, you know, quality information because I can, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. do you feel like that when you're working with gymnasts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there have been tools that I have created for my athletes and they've come from my own experience. Like I think to myself, okay, when I was a gymnast and I had trouble going for a skill, I would make a bet with my teammates. So I would say like, um, I'm having trouble with this. If I don't go for this, then I'm going to owe you a frozen yogurt. So then I think, okay, why did I do that when I was a gymnast? And what, how did that affect me? And how did that affect my brain chemistry and the way that it fired my dopamine to make me do it? So yeah, I look at how... I use tools in the past when I was an athlete and I bring them forward to work with all the gymnasts and other athletes that I work with today. And what's so interesting is back when we were, you know, club gymnasts, college gymnasts, there wasn't any that I knew of. We pretty much were on our own to figure out um, how to do well at meets or how to do well day to day. Um, I remember reading a book when I was elite at SCATS and 
I remember it empowered me. It was that one, um, the thinking power over thinking or something like power oh, of positive like thinking. Like the positive, positive thinking, that right? One. Right. But we had nothing. I don't remember. I remember asking one of my teammates who was an Olympian, Leslie Wolfsberger at SCATS, how do you do it? What do you do? And I remember her telling me I, the night before I get in a bathtub and I visualize my routines and I'm like, visualize, what the heck is she talking about? Right. And, you know, that was it. I mean, I really was on my own. Did is It's come so far. Yeah, it has come so far. I mean, I was lucky that when I was a gymnast, my coach, Ro Kreitzer, did have these little cassettes of these little visualizations and before meets in the hotels we used to lay down and listen to these little cassettes so she was a pioneer she was ahead of her time but you're right I think mental training has come so far and um, what I do with my work that I love is I'm integrating so many different parts now you know I'm integrating clinical psychology, which is what my degree is in. And I integrate sports psychology research. And I've spent a lot of time um, studying like Eastern principles, like martial arts philosophies and mindfulness. And I integrate that. And now kind of my most recent bent is really looking at neuroscience and really looking at neuroplasticity. And we're gonna talk, I think a little bit about this today, yep because we're going to talk about competition and talk about how to wire our brains and tools you can use to wire your brains to create that consistency. And so I'm really leaning on those four pillars to integrate. And yes, it has come so far. Wow. Yes. I I have read a lot of that information on the whatever you call neuroplasticity um, Mm -hmm. recently. So cool. Let's get started. All right. Um, my first question to you um, is at this time of the season, most of our clients at JH Consulting um, slash recruits are working hard at getting their upgrades. The next step is going to be for them to compete these upgrades in their full routines. Uh, we both know how challenging it is physically and mentally to add those upgrades And what would you say to an athlete in this situation who needs some encouragement and mental strength to step into this phase of their training? Well, first of all, I think this is such a great question. It has several little parts to answer it. Number one, let's go and talk about the brain for just a minute. What we're doing is we're creating what's called neural pathways in the brain. And what those are, are they're almost like a trail. If you think about a cow going out to pasture the same way every time, we're digging out a trail of brain pathways that are going to wire together and release certain chemicals to help you as an athlete be more consistent. So, so let's just like, I I just want you to think of that as the big framework where everything we do, we want to build that good, consistent brain pathway. So with that in mind, what I'd like to do is build a consistent brain pathway while you're doing the individual skills first. 
So how are we going to do that? We want to have consistent energy going into the skill and consistent mindset on the skill. Now, the way we're going to build consistent energy going into the skill is with our breathing, mm -hmm. like taking a deep breath before the skill, possibly a statement as you do that exhale. So you might breathe in and say straight and square. And then as you do the skill, you're going to have keywords or mental choreography, as I call it, that are going to help your body activate during the skill. So again, if we're talking about something on beam, you might be like, breathe. And on the exhale, you're saying, I've got this. And on the series, you say square, square, squeeze, finish. And then when you do that skill, we're building that brain road. And so you want to do it the same every time. Now, of course, you can change out corrections if you want, but repetition and consistency is key. When we have consistent mind and consistent energy, we're going to build consistent body. So one of the first things that I want to talk about and, and, and give you a tool with um, for all you JH girls um, is when you're doing the skills out of the routine, let's get consistent with the breath and statement before and then the statements during the skill. Then let's move those same tools into the routine. So maybe you're breathing on the dance before and then integrating the words on the skill. So that's one thing as you're stepping up. The other thing is about making mistakes. And I wanna talk a little bit about making mistakes for just a moment. So you're gonna make mistakes. And actually, I wanna give you a great new piece of research that's going to make you feel really great about mistakes. And that is that your brain actually learns more and learns faster with mistakes than chronic like successes. So if you step up and you're starting to make mistakes, have some faith that your brain is learning and your brain is adjusting what you need to do to be successful. So when you have mistakes, mm -hmm. you're gonna have a choice. Do you let it take you down and into a place where you're negative spiraling and releasing yucky brain chemicals that are gonna make you feel stressed? Or do you use those mistakes as opportunities to be better? And so you're using them as fuel saying, all right, I'm learning, I'm learning. My brain's getting better. My brain's getting better. And you're using it to release some yummy brain chemicals that can help you really use those mistakes as fuel. So I would also want you to watch that as you're moving those skills from uh, doing just skills or skill sets into routines. Oh my gosh. I love the way you explain that. It was really practical. Um, it's a job. I mean, it's, it's an, it's a uh, discipline to, for, especially for some of our JH girls in the high school years who've never done this before. Um, I would encourage you, um, JH girls to really take some time to listen to exactly what Doc Alley just shared and try a little bit 
each day at gym to remind yourself to listen. What are you saying? What aren't you saying? Most of my girls, I remember when I coached in college and I would say, okay, well, when they fall, I'd say, okay, what, well, what did you say to yourself? And they'd be like, I have no idea. They don't. Right. Never they say, don't fall. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't fall. Yeah. Don't fall. Don't fall. You yeah. Know. So you have to understand, I think what Doc Alley's trying to say is you have to start somewhere. So start with one, one event maybe, and start with just listening to yourself today at gym. What, what did you say? What didn't you say? And maybe take note of that and then try to apply what Doc Kelly um, just said. That was amazing. So my second question is similar. Um, clean gymnastics and consistency is what the college coaches want to see. What do you feel mentally builds consistency the fastest in the athlete? So, I mean, you're definitely right. Some of this is kind of overlapping, but we know that the mind leads the body. So, and the body actually also leads the mind sometimes as well. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later, but I think um, having a consistent mind is very important. So if you think about um, your mind running around like a crazy monkey, a lot of times it's just spiraling and we think negative thoughts and we go into negative spirals. And I think especially if you're a JH girl and you're thinking about college and you're putting extra pressure on yourself, you're gonna feel like more emotional or you're gonna feel more out of control. And so we wanna control what we can. And one of those things we can control is the mind. So one of the things that really helps with consistency is making sure that your mind is on target and whether or not you're focusing on corrections. And I think that's a really great place to put your mind. Like, like again, your mind is always running around like a crazy monkey. Your mind is, my mind is. And so it needs a place to go to help it behave itself. And sometimes focusing on corrections is like the best place for it to go. You know what? Sometimes though, if your mind feels like it's really inconsistent and all over the place, sometimes you might wanna just sing a song inside your head. And maybe that will help you find that consistent place for your gymnastics. That's great. You know, yep. you know and that, another thing is, um, you know, we're wanting to build these good brain roads. And I guess I wanna tell the girls, that sometimes backing down in terms of consistency is actually stepping up. So if you're feeling like you're super inconsistent one day, you might wanna just back it down and do 10 consistent drills to just anchor that body position into your brain and body and then step back up. Mm -hmm. And so you want to look at every turn as either a deposit in your consistency bank or a withdrawal. And if you're inconsistent one day, and we're all going to have those days, I still have those days where I'm inconsistent in my life or I'm more emotional. Mm -hmm. It's great to back it down, do some good repetitions, deposit in that consistency bank, 
and then step it up because you don't want to take too many withdrawals just inconsistent and inconsistent and inconsistent from that bank that's great and going back to clean gymnastics i think when you have a plan going into practice and you don't feel like you're just doing your assignments based on emotion but you detailed it out um, and, and the importance of breaking it down and being clean versus just doing, getting, you know, getting ready, getting chalk on your hands and jumping up on the bar, but really identifying the details and um, not being afraid to go back and clean things and feel what that feels like. Um, it's hard because they're all knowing January's coming you know, and yeah. December's coming and this pressure of recruiting. But I think, I know I was coached that way. Like we had to do basics. Well, back when we did compulsories too, but we weren't even allowed to compete for a couple of years. We just did basics. It was so boring. But when we did get the, when we did get put out there to compete, um, what you just described is exactly what happens when you, when you've gone back and done your basics and really done them well and been been clean and taken your time versus rushing and college coaches i'm telling you they they can see through when someone's rushed a skill and just to put it in a routine you know and the girls feel that pressure because they're trying to get their start values up to the college level so there's this constant um push pull that goes on some girls have really no control at all. Their cl club coaches are in charge of all of it and they just have to do what they're told and, and it works. But I know that a lot of kids are on their own. And um, so this is a really, really good reminder. Yeah. I like that. Well, I think it's super important. And let me give you like a secret tool for all the um, Jage girls out there. So these brain pathways, they can't really tell the difference between actually doing a skill and like feeling a skill laying in your bed and putting your body in that position. So yes, I agree. Basics are critical and college coaches love good, clean basics. So let's talk about how to get those even better what I would do, and this is kind of like my secret plan for you all, is first of all, I'd see where you're weak in terms of basics and body position. Then at home, you don't even need to take gym time to do it. At home, I would put yourself into that body position as close as you can, whether it be laying down in bed or standing up. And then I would hold that body position and activate a keyword and squeeze in that shape. Maybe the, um, maybe the keyword is hollow or maybe the keyword is tight and you squeeze, I call these freeze and squeeze and you squeeze in that shape and you hold it for five as you activate the keyword and then rest. And then again, squeeze in that shape, activate the keyword and rest and do that five times for all your technical positions that you feel like you could use a little work on. It's great to do this before bed because we plant the seeds of neuroplasticity when we're awake, 
but they totally get connected when we sleep or do some kind of rest. So I would do this before bed, activate the keyword, freeze and squeeze, sets of five, really clean that stuff up. So the college coaches say, wow. Freeze and squeeze. Yep. Freeze and squeeze. Yeah. You are the Set best. Coming, you're the best at coming up with quick little mantras. I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. My, um, my husband, uh, I think I drive him crazy because I'm always like making up these little things like chalk and walk. And, you know, I'm always making up these little things. Uh-huh. I love that because it's something they can do at home too, which is really yes. cool. Okay. Confidence is a key factor when competing, but it's also a game changer in the recruiting process. Can you give our listeners, our JH girls, some tips on how to build their confidence when they're talking to college coaches? Oh, that's- Yeah, we're moving away from gymnastics, but not really, because it's kind of all tied in, right? Well, yes. And college coaches want to see that you are going to enhance their team. And I mean, I've had the great fortune of working with 15 or 16 different college teams. And I know that each of those coaches, when they are recruiting, they are visualizing you on their team, in their gym, and they're saying, is this an energy giver or is this an energy sucker or taker? So I think it's so important that they see right away that you're an energy giver. All right, let's talk about the how. So you know how I said earlier, the um, mind, the body follows the mind. Well, again, that's very true that when you think positive thoughts, you feel better. But it's also the body helps to control the mind. So the way you hold yourself, like your posture, your body language, there has been research that shows that when you have your head up, and your eyes looking up and open, you're actually releasing serotonin and dopamine, which are yummy brain chemicals that are gonna make you feel more confident and motivated. So we wanna, first of all, and and let me just say, you wanna practice this, girls. (laughs) So (laughs) you're gonna wanna be practicing in front of the mirror. You know, those movie stars, they totally practice their poses. I mean, I know that, you can't see my face right now because we're this is just all audio. But you know, they stand in the mirror and right now I'm like doing like my pouty face and I'm doing my smile and I'm doing, you know, all those movie stars, they practice. And so I want you to be practicing too. So you're sitting up straight, you're making eye contact, you have a smile, you're open. And I want you to remember that excitement is contagious. We are like connected beings. And even if you're on the phone, you can feel that other person on the other side of the phone. You know that from experience. When you're talking to a friend and they're a total downer, how do you feel when you hang up that phone? You feel like a total downer. So you're going to want to have like that energy in that, in your voice, that passion that you are so excited to be a part of this program. So we want to look at the body helps to 
make you feel more confident. Now, of course, there's thoughts you can say, like, I can do this, and and they're talking to me for a reason. Um, but I think if you change your body language, that will help a ton. One more piece of this that's a little bit deeper, Jill, that I want to just mention, and that is, um, you know, whenever we put too much pressure on ourselves, that's when we get too tight. And I think that's true when you're talking to college coaches. And I know that you get nervous because you want to impress them or you want them to remember you or, and when you get nervous like that, you want to, before the call, you want to put yourself in a good mental state. You want to do some good breaths. And I definitely have some breaths that help calm you down right away. And then you want to be in a place of trust. Like you trust that the right situation is going to happen for you. And you trust that if you just show up and be your best self or as, as, as excited as you can be in that moment, that everything will turn out as it should be. And so I think doing some kind of statements where you're like, I trust this, just be myself will really help you get into a good state before the call or before the visit. That's so great. Yes. We actually have a phone call cheat sheet that they get and they have to fill it out beforehand. And it really helps them relax because they have all their notes right in front of them. It's small, it's not huge, but it gives them questions to ask the college coaches and you know, the college coaches tell me all the time, we know when it's a JH girl, they're so organized, you know, but some, I would say a good 75% of our JH girls are very shy. They've, all of them have never done anything like this before. So it really does help to hear some of those basic cues that you're describing and tools that they can apply. And the, the whole point that you made that they need to kind of practice beforehand in front of a mirror. It's just like we practice everything, you know, it really does help. And we actually do a little mock, um, you know, interview with them and that sometimes their moms do it with them. But um, it's so neat to see them grow, mature and develop. And from, you know, sometimes we have them early in eighth or seventh grade, even mostly eighth grade now, but boy, by the time they learn some of these skills, and my hope is they can take them with them through all of life, because I know I use them, <laughs> you know, and so many things come back to me uh, mentally when I'm under pressure too, just in my life. And I'm, um, you know, going through moments where people I don't know, walking into a room, you know, these are all applicable things. So and especially that breathing. I mean, I feel like breathing, you've said that like almost each of my questions has, that has been one of the um, answers. So I, I think that's one of our biggest takeaways today is how important it is to breathe slow in and out and how much it can really change your brain, really. Yeah, well, um, your breathing is definitely the mind-body connector. And when I'm working with an athlete, I teach them breaths that help calm them down right away. There's a nerve that goes from your brain to your diaphragm called the phrenic nerve. And as your diaphragm moves, it sends a message right away to your brain, like it's okay. 
And there's also breaths to use to kind of fire up more adrenaline and pump up when you really feel like, all right, I need to get my girl, you know, my, my kick booty self going, you know? So I think breathing can either bring your energy up if you need to get more intense or calm you down when you need to trust that everything's going to be all right. So you're right, um, not to sound like a broken record at all, but breathing is essential in terms of controlling your arousal, controlling your energy, and whether you need to, again, bring it up or whether you need to calm it down and being able to control that um, using tools um, that I definitely teach to control that and get to that sweet spot. Perfect. A last question here. Many of my clients are really on their own. We kind of mentioned that earlier. When it comes to the mental side of training, uh, what can you recommend to, to the JH girl who does not have support in this area, but knows how important it is and wants to add this in their own day today training? What would you recommend yeah. to do? Well, um, first of all, there's so much out there on mental training. I mean, I have a ton out there. I have a, um, a course called Competition Bubble. I do weekly live sessions privately and in groups. I mean, there's so much you can do to train your mind, but not only through my stuff. I mean, the nice thing about my stuff is it's gymnastic specific, but, um, you know, there's so much out there. There's so much online. So I would take it upon yourself to go on YouTube to find and ingest everything you can through books, through podcasts. It's all out there for you. And then I would make a plan for yourself, especially if you're committed, like you are committed enough to be a JH girl. So I would make a plan that three times a week, you do some sort of mental training. And again, that could be following one of my programs that you can find online or doing something totally different. But three days a week, at least you do something to train your brain. Oh, I like that. It's really good. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us about head games. So for all of you out there who may be introduced to Doc Galley today for the first time, her um, business name is Head Games. So mm -hmm. She's going to share right now where you can find her, what Head Games is all about. I know you have a new um, class that's coming up, a boot camp. I'm not sure what you call it, about fear. So if any of you are going through fear issues, um, but share with us, uh, with our girls, where they can find you, what, what you're doing. Well, first of all, Head Games is um, a company that I founded over 25 years ago. And what we do is really teach these tools so that you can step in and be the best that you can be, be it competition, frustration, fear, or even things about you being a person and your own self-confidence. And we have courses online. We have a great course about fear called Fear Tame the Beast. And I can tell you at the end how to get there. We have a great course online that's called Competition Bubble that helps you really control your mental state and develop the neural pathways you need to step into it when you need to. We do private sessions, one-on-ones, and then we do Head Games Web Camp, which is we do sessions live every week. And we do three sessions a week where, where athletes just pick the one that meets their schedule or they can just watch the recording anytime. And we're a family. 
Like we go every week, again, if you have to miss, you watch the recording and we are training your mind with concrete tools that you use in the gym. So for more information on that, you can go to headgameswebcamp.com. You can go to headgamesworld.com or you can always email me as well. It's docally, D-O-C-A-L-I at headgamesworld.com. Perfect. Okay, so my last question, I like to ask all my guests because we are working hard as um, potentially student athletes in college and bringing their joy um, not only to college when they get there, but also in their clubs. So what do you do in your day that brings you joy? Well, first of all, I see your choose joy in the background. I know you guys can't see that, but Jill has choose joy on her <laughs> wall there. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to say what I do, but I, first I want to give a joy a plug. Oh, Joy is so awesome because when you're in that place of joy, that is when you are going to release great brain chemicals that are going to make you feel more confident and are going to help you really put those neuro you know, pathways to work. So when you perform from a place of joy, you're always going to make everything turn out better. Um, I try to choose joy as much as possible. And I think about it several times a day, like how can I choose joy in this moment? But something that brings me tons of joy is I'm very fortunate to be um, live in a house that has some nature around it. And we have so many animals that come to visit. So every day we'll have deer or we'll have these big, huge elk with like big racks of horns. And the other day we were looking at this elk and all of a sudden my husband says, there's a coyote walking by. And wow. so there, so then this coyote walked by and then this other coyote walked by. And then I went for a run and I came back and there was all these javelina in the yard. So what brings me joy so much is the miracles of nature. And uh, whenever I feel like I need a lift, I can just look outside and look at a tree and I feel like forever grateful. So nature brings me tons of joy. That is so awesome. We have the same thing where I live. <laughs> like sometimes I'll drive up and they'll all be in the front yard, all the deer and some of the bucks looking at me like, oh, hey, you're home. Yeah, they're up on the, you know, real close to the front door. What you got cooking in there? I'm always like, hey guys, isn't it great though? It really changes your, your brain when you can have that moment of being out in nature, even if it's just a walk, it's like, it really can change your perspective. So it does. And even with my athletes in the gym, sometimes mm -hmm. if you're stressed, I know girls, this is going to sound ridiculous, but sometimes if you're stressed, if you just turn and look at that tree through the window, mm -hmm. you can send your brain a message that you're okay. Just one thing at a time. So nature is truly amazing in terms of that. Yay. 
Well, we will finish on that. And thanks so much for taking the time. And all of you who are listening today, I hope you'll go and find Doc Alley. And if you're struggling with any of these areas or you just want even to impact your mental training um, even better than it already is, take a peek at what she has to offer. And I can tell you, I think the greatest thing she brings to the gymnastics community is um, the fact that she personally was a gymnast and mm -hmm. I just love what you offer. And do you work with um, other athletes? Cause we have a lot of different athletes uh, that listen to the podcast. Yes, and I probably should have said that. I work with all kinds of athletes. Okay. I'm doing much more with companies and businesses now too. But I want to say to um, the athletes that are listening, you don't need to struggle. Mm -hmm. We have so many tools that can help. If you are struggling, don't hesitate to reach out. We can help you take it to the next level. There's no need to struggle. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allie. And thank you, Jill. Yeah, I know the girls are really going to benefit from this and the parents. I have a feeling. So we'll have to talk about parents next time because there's a oh, lot we good. can do for. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.